Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We are a half hour away from Bad Tiki. Always very exciting when we get that visit once a week at 4.30. We remind you tomorrow is officially A-Rod Day, a day of A-Rod's celebration where his jersey will be retired. I think it's Sean Morash presents A-Rod Day. Your name is on A-Rod Day, that correct? Is correct? Yeah, I'm the presenting sponsor. Yes. Okay. I just want to make that clear. I want to be accurate about it. Today we've taken some shots at A-Rod, but he has been defended by lawyer number one, Tiki Barber, and lawyer number two, Sean Morad. I, I had a 68-year-old woman on the one train coming down that asked if she could give me a hug and thanked me today about what's going to go on tomorrow. Really? I said, I, this is fantastic. it. This is the, the Yankee fans are buzzing right now. This city. <laughs> well, more on anti-A-Rod day today, and we'll get back to Pete Alonso, who I have now accepted, I will not accept, the idea that he's just not being extended before opening day just because everybody tells me that. Just because everyone says, well, you shouldn't be surprised. Scott Boris, David Stearns, they're not making a deal. Doesn't mean I go down quietly. It doesn't make sense to not extend Pete Alonso. Maybe they don't like each other. Who? Boris and Stearns. Well, Scott Boris is probably not used to dealing with David Stearns because right. he was in Milwaukee. <laughs> he was the man in Milwaukee. That's a good point. That's a man <laughs> from Milwaukee. That may be a part of it. Don't come with any of these hardball tactics. That's I right. Know, I know not what you mean. <laughs> what is that, a Star Wars comment? I don't know. Something yeah. sound like Yoda. But one of the other exciting <laughs> things about spring training is that we get to hear from people. We get to hear from the managers as we have. We heard from David Stearns. We also heard from Francisco Lindor. And he was asked a question because there's a lot of Met fans that are not happy with the offseason. Uh, one of my fellow Met fans who works right here on this radio station, you may have heard of him, Greg Giannotti, mm-hmm. Gio, said all they did was sign 13 schmucks no one ever heard of. <laughs> His words, not mine. Wow. But I'm expressing that there are some Met fans. A little aggressive. A little bit. I don't necessarily <laughs> agree with it, but I want to show that there are some Met fans who are not happy with this offseason. I would even say the majority of Met fans may not be happy with this offseason. So Francisco Lindor, who I don't think there's any question, is clearly the leader of this team, the captain of this team. He's the most guaranteed guy on this team because he has a contract that runs until 2,112. Was actually asked, what did you think of the offseason? And I want to play this for Tiki because Tiki's very good at interpreting what a guy really means. So we'll hear what Lindor said and find out how Tiki takes what Lindor said. So, ladies and gentlemen, hey, Francisco, what did you think of David Stearns' offseason? I like them. I like them. I feel Stern did a really good job. Um, and uh, they had a plan, an approach, and they executed. Um, I feel like they still, I think, 
couple pieces um, from what I keep on hearing from Stern and you know that he's he has said in the media a couple of times already that there might be one or two things. Hmm. Is that Lindor being honest with hmm. us that he's happy, or is that I, a Lindor I, saying this guy's an idiot? Why is he, he here? No, he's not saying the latter, um, but I, he's just short of saying the former. So I kind of think he doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> He doesn't know. <laughs> He's not he sure. He doesn't know who Ben uh, Gamble is. Well, Ben Gamble's not the he guy doesn't playing know who off. Phil Bickford is. No, it's Luis he Severino. Know who Austin it's... Adams is. Why are you picking the schmucks that Gio referenced? Uh, because Gio referenced them. No, but how about but Luis Severino does, but, but, and Harrison Bader and guys course, like that? He does know who Adam Adovino is. Adam, well, I, I wouldn't uh, count that. I, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Those are the, I'm just looking at all the transactions, all the schmucks that Gio is talking about. <laughs> You know, he doesn't know these guys. So Wait a second. So you're saying Lindor agrees with Giannotti, which is you signed a bunch of schmucks I've never heard I'm of. I'm just saying he's. there were plenty of guys I remember I played with. I had no idea. I Honestly, I didn't even know they were on the team. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I played with you back. And I'm like, okay, if you say so. Wow. So I think that Francisco Lindor is at that moment where he has no idea other than who he knows. And he's just being polite. Wow. He's being, he's being, mm, I don't know, boring. Well, you know what wasn't boring is at the end saying, I think they got another move coming, which makes me happy because I've said for weeks now they need to add one more bat, one more stick, specifically J.D. Martinez. And that Lindor comment sounds like he expects it too. Like he's expecting that. He also said something about, yeah, you know, you never know what's going to happen. A lot of people don't think we're going to be good, but. Right. Look at the Diamondbacks. Well, but that's going to be the code answer every franchise has in a season in which you don't have high expectations, which is, hey, we can be better than people think, and then when we make the playoffs, we can shock the world. Yes. So you think that's code for we suck? No, I think it's code for I I really don't know a lot of these players who we have. Interesting. Who we brought. They're not going to – I mean, they're not going to be everyday contributors, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But it's not like you went out and got Juan Soto. Right, it's not like you went out and got the elite of the elite. Yeah, and so he's just saying the right thing so that it sounds good. Lindor also said that his elbow was hurt all year last year. Yeah. He revealed that. He said, "I got hurt in spring training. I played through it. I had a bad elbow all year. It mostly hurt when I swung and right. missed." Tone spur. It's the same as yeah, it's the same as uh, OG. And he played through it, Lindor, and barely missed any games. I mean, Lindor plays all the time. And I would say, if you ask me, hey, what kind of year did Lindor have last year? I'd say he had a good year. That's what I would say. He did. 30 30 and 30? I'd say, yeah, I'd say he had a good year. He had his moments. He had his slumps like everybody did. Mm -hmm. But I think Lindor, and I think a lot of players feel this way, look at themselves and say, this is why we're going to be good. Like, I think Lindor looks at himself even I, looks at a teammate like Peter at 217 last year and says, you know why we're going to be good? Not because of Luis Severino, not because of Harrison Bader, not because of young prospects that I hope are good. Right. I think we're going to be good because I know I'm better. And I know I'm going to be more productive. Yeah. And I know Pete's going to be more productive. Well, but, and I know McNeil's going to be more productive. And I think that's where their enthusiasm mostly and, comes And that's from. what you want from your leader. Right, because he's effectively the the leader of this team. I think he is, yeah. And so yeah. he speaks for the team. He wants to. He he does it willingly. We all know what he went through, but he's he's come through that, and he's 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 so much better on the other end of it. And he produces, right? He was a, a, what a second in Gold Gloves last year. Uh, he he hit when he needed to. He's yes went through some slumps, but I mean now we can explain some of those in a, in a way because he 
he was banged up and had surgery. It's not like he is complaining, oh, my elbow hurts and I didn't do anything about it. He had surgery this offseason, had a short recovery, and now he seems fine. And so I think Francisco Lindor is the, I don't want to say, because I think more it's more Pete, but Francisco Lindor is really my catalyst for this Mets team. Like he's the one that can't afford to go th- month, a month or a month and a half of being bad. Well, you know what's funny? I'll answer that this way. The Mets have four guys in their reliable core. Brandon Nimmo, mm-hmm. Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, and Jeff McNeil. Yeah. And I would say Starling Marte was a part of that, but he was so bad last year, and yeah. there's certainly uncertainty about what he's going to be this year. All four of the guys I mentioned have to be really freaking good. Mm-hmm. And last year they weren't. One of those guys specifically wasn't really freaking good, and that's Jeff McNeil. Right. Brandon Emmo was pretty much the same. Right. Lindor was fine. And Alonzo had a year that, for most humans, is very productive. But I admit, the average was down. I admit he disappeared in June, and the injury was really affecting him. But I think they need all four guys to be really damn good. No, That's what right. they really need. They need all four of those guys to go out and play every single day. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And play 150 games and be massively productive. Especially Pete, because he's trying to get paid. Well, for him, he wants to get paid. Right. You know, Brandon Nemo's already gotten paid. Yeah. Francisco Lindor got paid. And let me just say this Jeff about McNeil Lindor. got paid. Jeff McNeil got paid. Francisco Lindor also got paid before he ever did a damn thing for the Mets. And I'm not holding a grudge against him right, for that. But- but keep that in mind. That's I, why true. I get kind of bitter. Not at Lindor. I like Lindor. But bitter around the idea of I can't wait to pay everybody else, but not the guys that have done but something I, for my I, team. But I can't get bitter about that. I'm not a Mets fan, but I can't get bitter about that because Steve Cohen had to do that. He had to show that we're spending money. I, that's why I'm not against the signing. I'm not against trading and re-signing. I'm saying sometimes we're so eager to pay people yeah, but it's who all, haven't done anything for us. Yeah, I hear you. But you, you just expected it to be. And the problem with, like, Pete Alonzo, it's the same problem with Aaron Judge. You don't have to. And I know they didn't have to pay. Don't have to what? You don't have to pay them. But it's smart to. Of course it is. Would the Yankees, would the Yankees have been smarter to so pay Aaron think, Judge I, a little bit more aggressively before free agency? Especially because you're seeing, who was the kid from Baltimore that just got broke off? He's 20, 19, 22 years old, whatever the heck his name is. 
What do you mean he got broke off? He got paid. Oh, got paid. <laughs> I was not. I was not aware. <laughs> no, of that. because the Orioles actually had a big injury today. Yep. Kyle Bradish is yeah, on the IL, that. or he's got that. a UCL issue, and I wish him all the best. He's a young pitcher. He's damn good. Who it was? But you're seeing the te- the teams are changing their philosophies on arbitration. Mm. It's not all right. We we got you. You're screwed. Right. You're not going to get paid till you're 29 years old. They're paying guys early. The Braves have been doing it for years. No, it's smart. And so it's it is smart. I wish the Mets were doing that. The but Mets haven't done the that. The Mets and the Yankees haven't crossed that that I don't know that operational. The Yankees have yet. done it on a minor level. They actually did it with Luis Severino many many years ago, and it backfired. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted the Mets to do that with Pete Alonso. It'd be smart. It's smart business. But it's too late now. Well, it's not too late. You can sign a guy a year before they're a free agent. Okay. It's no, happened no, no, no. before, dude, no. and it can happen again. What, what I'm saying is it's too late because you sign those guys, these young kids who have yes. eight ye- or six years of arbitration staring at them at the face. And they're like, dude, I'm going to make league minimum for six no, years. No, no, it's too late to do it then, but what it's not too late to do is take a gamble. And the Met gamble of paying Alonzo aggressively now engaging in a real negotiation with Scott Boris now is the risk of overpaying what he may not get in free agency, as opposed to letting him get to free agency, where if he's coming off a big year and you get one desperate owner, you have to pay him a lot more. I'm willing to take the risk of paying him more now than risking losing him during the offseason because one dumb team said, screw it, here's $300 million. And that's where we differ, and maybe me and some other Met fans differ. David is in Stamford, Connecticut. What's up, David? Evan, 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 you got to assume that Boris, coming off of the Otani contract year, is looking at this year and figuring out he's going to reset the market. It's why Blake Snell has not signed yet, because he can't find anybody stupid enough to pay this guy some ridiculous amount of money. And the Mets aren't going to tell you that they've been greeted with a request for 10 years, $400 million. Mm-hmm. But none of us would be surprised if Boris put something stupid out like that. And I don't think the Mets are being cheap here. I think the Mets are being played and are not allowing themselves to be played. And the other thing I'll tell you is that if it's a bad year, I would trade um, um, Pete in the middle of the season. I don't want him to leave my team. But, but so don't let him leave your I, team. But because I, because I, I, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a good, I'm a good haul of prospects at that point, and. I'm also realizing that Boris is a mercenary, and mm-hmm. all he is is he's after the highest amount of money. And Steve Cohn is likely to pay the highest amount of money to Pete Alonso. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take that risk and wind up with Alonso back on the team next year and more holes to fill through a bunch of uh, prospects we could get. It's unrealistic, him. and you know that. It's unrealistic no. to think you're going to trade him and then re-sign him at the end of the year. Come yeah. on. Yeah. But it's a different market. You can't look backwards at this point and say that it's never happened before. I didn't say that. No, I know. But it doesn't happen often is my point. Nothing's impossible. I think it's very unlikely. But you've got an owner who has the deepest pockets in all of baseball. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you've got to think as well, he's probably getting a lot of pushback from a lot of owners right now about how much he potentially is going to drive salaries up with how much he spent last year. There's a lot of variables going on here. I don't think we're being fair to Stearns. I think there's a lot of opportunity for this team to be able to improve. But David, 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 you're making an assumption. And you're, it's a clear assumption that Scott Boris is simply asking for something outrageous mm-hmm. with no room to negotiate. Yeah, we don't know that. I don't know that. Because in the past... You can assume that because that's what he's done. But the only example you can give 
is is Jose Altuve. But Jose Altuve has such a weird history. Well, no, but right? no, no, but you're making an assumption because you want to make an assumption. You're making an assumption that Scott Boris doesn't want to negotiate just because that's what you want to think. Scott Boris could also say, I can make a quick buck here. If I could get the Mets to pay Pete Alonso two fifty, I'm done. I just stole a client. I worked with him for four months. I got two hundred fifty million dollars. I take my percentage. I'm done. When he's got a billion other free agents to worry about, including Juan Soto, who's going to drive the free agent market next year. Yeah. So I can play the same game as our last caller and just make an assumption, which is, ah, Scott don't give a damn. He's not trying to reset the market with Pete Alonso. He just wants to get him a payday and get the hell out of here, which may be the case. We don't know what's going on. They both have done a great job of telling us nothing. Mm-hmm. My point is I want to be aggressive if I'm the Mets to try to find a middle ground and get a deal done because if I can get a deal done now, I think that's less of a risk than allowing him to go to free agency. Yeah. Where people have this arrogance of, ah, we'll be the highest bidder. How do you know that? <laughs> you and don't. I know the example's different, but they weren't the highest bidder for Jacob DeGrom. And I know, well, they didn't want him. Well, how do I know they're going to feel the same way about Pete in a year? Right. So I can't make that same assumption that our last caller makes. But that's what people want to do. And I think they do it to make themselves feel better. That's what I think. I really no, why, do. Why does that make them feel better? Because then you can't blame the Mets. Well, Scott's asking for something unreasonable. What do you want, Evan? You're being irrational. I'm but not being irrational. I think, I think Scott's history tells you that that's likely what's happening. He even doesn't though, do that in every even, case. Even though, though it's not the same, it's not the case uh, the way that way in every case. But it, it's more likely than not to be the issue surrounding this team. By the way, the guy I was thinking of was Bobby Witt Jr. Yes. with the Royals. He yes. got broke off. Two yes. twenty-six million or so a year. Yes, and he's twenty-one years old, or whatever the heck he is. I just Googled history of Scott Boris extensions with walk ears. (laughs) Is there a specific Google search for that? Yeah, I I I have like 10 examples. I'm telling you right now, like Altuve isn't the only guy. Right. But Altuve's different. What do you mean he's different? Why? why? Because you want him to be different? No, because Jose Altuve, like, where was he going? That people would love him Dude, and embrace him. Don't forget, he, don't forget how associated he is with that that cheating scandal, right? And how you don't think people, anyone else would have signed? People hated him. Fan bases hated him. He missed an All Star game because he didn't want to get booed, right? Like think about who we're talking about. So give me the other examples that Scott Boris took an under market deal, even though twenty five million dollars for a thirty three year old shortstop. Who's who's likely to hit the downside pretty quickly? Exactly, is not under market. <laughs> I was going to say, but it's but it's 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 just he got paid thirty what thirty million dollars a year, thirty five million dollars a year in his last contract. Now it's twenty five million. And by the way, he also got Altuve an extension previously before he never got to free agency in eighteen because right. of the same thing that Scott did. Yeah, maybe he just wanted to be there. Ozzy and Woodridge, what's up, Oz? Hello, guys. How you doing? We're good, Ozzy. Oh, we're fantastic. Happy uh, A-Rod Day Eve to you, Oz. <laughs> yeah, good job with the uh, factual A-Rod receipts thus far. Oh, uh, I got more, buddy. In fact, we're due for a couple more coming up right after this phone call. Yeah, I got I got one for you, too. But Mirror, mirror on the Royd Rats wall. Oh, remember that? Mm. Do you know about that? that he made out with himself, himself in a, he made out with himself in a mirror. Don't you think that's great? Promote self confidence. I know. (laughs) Love yourself first, man. Love yourself first. (laughs) Who's the failureist yank of them all? He won a championship, dude. All right. You just fell into the trap, Tiki. Go ahead. Fact. Fact. The 2009 
championship was the only title in the Yankee vaunted dynasty ridden history that was not part of a back to back mm. or was not part of a three out of five years or four out of six, whatever. Wow. Oh. Thank the you, Ozzy. So the A Rod era was a failure. Now, I would offer. Failure? No, 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 no. What? When you compare it to the vaunted, dynastic, ridden history of the Yankees, <sighs> it was a failure because his ego and his histrionics on and off the field. Or maybe everybody else just the- got old. Yeah. Or compare it to the vaunted history of the last 14 years of this town and you realize how awesome it was oh. that we had A-Rod in 09. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe there's still a stank that stuck post <laughs> A-Rod era that they really, really weren't able to get out of for the decade after. Because it was quite messy there. Yeah. Yeah, it was messy. By the way, Ozzy, I want you to be the guest of honor, okay. guest of honor right now as we unveil... Hello. Uh, moment number six. It's actually a double moment. It's a double header because I wanted to group them together. Mm-hmm. Which A Rod steroid use do you want to hear first? The one from 2009 or the one from 2015 with Cousin Yuri? Well, I'm going to take out a quarter and I'm going to flip it. I love the Coric thing. That was fantastic. Okay. But, right. the, but the Mike Francesa in <laughs> studio lying right to it. Face. I don't know if this is the audio that you No, have. no, that's coming up later, by the way. Oh, there's a plethora. There's a plethora. Yeah, this, of is the ju- anti- this is the juice hour right now. <laughs> we're going, we're ripping out the juice. You guys are being so tickled by this. Well, we're, we're enjoying this before tomorrow, and thank you, Ozzy, because tomorrow's the A Rod celebration. Of course. So it I got to get this out of the way now. Uh, let's go back to A Rod's apology from 2009. I did, I did take a banned substance, and, um, you know, for that, uh, I'm very sorry. You're sorry. And deeply regretful. And although it was a culture back then, oh, oh, and, oh, uh, oh. And, and Major League Baseball overall um, was very... Go ahead. You got it. You got I'm it. Just, I just feel that... Um, you can spit it out. You know, I, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry for that time. I'm sorry to my fans. Uh, I'm sorry for my fans in Texas. It wasn't until then that I ever thought about substance uh, of any kind. Um, and since then, I've proved uh, to myself and to everyone that I don't need any of that. He doesn't need it. Let's jump six years later to one of my favorites, 2015. My cousin started telling me about a substance that you could purchase over the counter in DR known as in the streets is known as Bole or Bole. Bole. It was his understanding it would give me a dramatic energy boost and otherwise harmless. My cousin and I, one more ignorant than the other, decided it was a good idea to start taking it. My cousin would administer it to me, but neither of us knew how to use it properly, providing just how ignorant we both were. Eh. It was at this point we decided to take it twice a month twice. for about six months. Six months. During the 2001, 2002, and 2003 season. It happens, man. It happens. I'll I give love, you the floor. I yours. love this man. I love this man. Well, well, for what? Two things. Number one, the fact that, and look, this is I feel this way about any athlete. 
I don't believe in cheating. However, if you look around and a lot of the sport is doing so and you are willing to cause whatever harmful effects down the line to your body for the good of entertaining and competitiveness, Mm -hmm. I am not going to stand in your way. There are other sports that we kind of look the other way on this. WWE. Yep. So that's it. So if A-Rod was willing to do that because he you cared that. You think your favorite sport right. would catch some shrapnel today, did you? If his will to be the best was competing like that and saying, I need to up the level of this, I appreciate it. Also, what else you heard that you just played it? He stood in front of a microphone not once but twice and had to live with the embarrassment of telling the world that, while, like it or not, I'm not going to say any names those in the audience can do, how many years later in 2024 have completely hid from the fact that they did the same as Alex Rodriguez, mm-hmm. and I thank him that he was willing to put whatever he wanted to put in his body to give me a parade. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've waited for, right here at WFAN. The man from Milwaukee. November 20th, 2013. The what man from Milwaukee. Day, Alex Rodriguez walked into this studio. He sat down with the man who this studio is named after. The man from Milwaukee. The great Mike Francesa. So let us go down a little tour of memory lane. Alex Rodriguez with Mike Francesa on that fateful afternoon, fresh off meeting with Major League Baseball. The man from Milwaukee. I've been wrong. Here it is, the full audio. Well, not the full audio. That'd be an hour. Here's a little bit of the audio of A-Rod and Mike. I banged the table and kicked. (laughs) <laughs> a briefcase and slammed out of the room and and just felt like the system I, I knew it was restricted and I, I knew uh, it wasn't fair but what we saw today is just uh, it was disgusting and the fact that uh, the man from Milwaukee that uh, put this suspension on me with, with not one bit of evidence something I didn't do and he doesn't have the courage to come look at me in the eye and tell me this is why I did 211 I shouldn't serve one inning. And this guy should come to my to our city. I know he doesn't like New York. I love this city. I love being a Yankee. My daughters grew up in New York. And for this guy, the embarrassment that he's put me and my family through, and he doesn't have the courage to come see me and tell me, this is why I'm going to destroy your career. And I have to explain this to my daughters every day. Oh. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. You You heard how much he loved New York, how much it meant to him, and it doesn't matter if he was lying out his teeth. He's right. That was a witch hunt on Alex Rodriguez. I didn't see see them go up to Boston, the man from Milwaukee, and do some of the nonsense that was going up there. Thank you, Alex. And also, who doesn't love a ratings boost in afternoon drive at FAM? Exactly. We all loved it. It was worth it. Oh, yes. We are sitting here on a beautiful Thursday afternoon in the greatest city of them all, New York City. And when we sit here on Thursdays, I always peer at the clock and I say, man, I can't wait till 4.30 because we're always given that special treat of getting to talk to Bad Tiki, which we get to do today. Tomorrow is A-Rod Day. We all look forward to the festivities. That will include retiring his jersey. I have heard that there are T-shirts here. That we're all required to wear. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. Required to wear? It is required right. wearing tomorrow during the show. I'm good with it. Like, we're getting our anti-A-Rod stuff out of the way today. I will wear the shirt tomorrow. Yep. Stop yep. being a hater. Yep, that's it. I don't care if you're a Met fan, you're wearing the A-Rod This shirt. is a Yankee shirt, though, right? Uh, it's an A-Rod shirt. Oh, okay. It's an A-Rod shirt. I'm good with wearing it. Like, I, I respect that Sean made a show decision. And his show decision is A-Rod Day. And oh, if he yeah. made shirts, which I commend him for 
putting this much effort into this show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I respect it enough to wear the shirt. And I expect you to be a team player, Tommy. I'll wear the shirt, right. but what I do after the show with that shirt is my business. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with it after. I wipe my patootie with it. I think, we, <laughs> I think we all agree. We'll get to the Yankees coming up, including Marcus Stroman coming into camp, and I have no problem with what he said, but apparently Sean, as a diehard Yankee fan, has a major issue. We'll get to that in a few minutes, but right now, Bad Tiki is a sentient AI-generated being and is not affiliated with or representative of the real Tiki Barber. The views and opinions expressed by Bad Tiki do not reflect those of Tiki Barber, WFN Odyssey, or its advertisers. Tiki Barber is a real person with his own thoughts, beliefs, and opinions, which are entirely separate from those expressed by Bad Tiki. Listeners and viewers are strongly advised to exercise critical thinking and discernment when engaging with the Bad Tiki segment. Bad Tiki, welcome back. I assume you are finally back from Vegas. Yes, Evan, it was a huge success. Bad Tiki runs Vegas. Hey, by the way, did you guys happen to catch my Super Bowl commercial? No, Bad Tiki. I didn't even know about it. Did any of you guys know about a no, commercial? No, no, no idea. No, no idea. No. no, we all missed it. What was it about, Bad Tiki? Hold on. I think it would just be easier to play it for you guys. Bad Tiki is awesome. The name is Tiki. Bad Tiki. He drives cool cars. Bro! Bro! <laughs> He dates only the hottest chicks. Uh, come have a seat next to me, you wild thang. He is incredibly tall. I'm very tall. I need some longer pants. And have you seen those biceps? Ah, uh, don't make me flex. Grr. He's more talented than everyone on this show combined. Hey, that's a fact. Try me punk. Especially the fat one. <laughs> Pass the stakes. Paid for by the friends of Bad Tiki. Uh, uh, okay, Bad Tiki. Uh, first of all... I don't even know what the hell you were selling. And how in the world did you afford a Super Bowl commercial? Those things are expensive. Great question, regular Tiki. It's educational. I'm just trying to improve the lives of everyday Americans. And as far as paying for it, finances are never a problem for bad Tiki. I've got millions scattered across all my offshore bank accounts. <laughs> I'm rich AF, and I operate in the shadows. Untraceable bad tiki moni. Oh, hey, bad tiki, you probably heard about A Rod Day tomorrow. How will you be celebrating A Rod Day? What a great question, Sean. Yesterday, during my daily meeting with 1,000 tikis, we thought about how we could elevate this little project. So, joining me now is a very special guest. Please welcome A I Rod. Thanks, Bad Tiki. <laughs> Hello, Evan, regular Tiki and Sean. It's a pleasure for you to be here today. I am me and AI Rod. What the? What was that? <laughs> Hold on a second. What a surprise. I mean, it's not to have you, AI Rod. How does it feel to have a day honoring the great Alex Rodriguez here in New York? So much pleasure. Need more input. Take me through this. Happy. Wow, AI Rod. That was so insightful. You guys are really lucky to get to talk to him. Ask him anything. Okay. Uh, AI Rod. Um, what do you think about the actual A Rod's number being retired in Monument Park? Emotion. Thrilling. Importance. Someone please help me. What an honor. Yankees. Hold on, guys. Let me unplug him and plug him back in. This might take a minute. Okay, while he's restarting, let me mention again, tomorrow is A-Rod Day right here in Evan and Tiki. I got to make a major show decision, so I decided we are honoring Alex Rodriguez, and we are retiring his number 13 right here in the studio. Great question, Sean. I'm glad we have some time to speak. You are a board op. You shouldn't talk as much as you do. The only decision you should get to make is how much mayo goes on your cheesecake. By the way, Fleetwood fat, it's way too much. Thanks for that restart. Bad Tiki A. Irod is back online. 
<laughs> and mayo goes on cheese steak, by the way. Well, that's great, AI Rod. Can, can you tell us about the relationship between Alex Rodriguez and Derek Jeter? Thanks, Evan. That's, that's a great question. We had a complex relationship during our time playing together on the New York Yankees. We were both highly competitive individuals with a shared goal of winning championships for the team. While there were moments of camaraderie and mutual respect on the field, our relationship off the field had its challenges. There were periods of tension and rivalry fueled by media speculation and personal differences. However, as time passed and we both transitioned out of our playing careers, we found a level of mutual understanding and respect for each other's accomplishments and contributions to the game of baseball. Ultimately, our shared experiences as teammates and competitors have forged a bond that transcends any differences we may have had in the past. Again, great question. Well said, AI Rod. I told you I would elevate this amateur hour. I mean, okay, first of all, is he A-Rod or is he A-I-Rod? I'm confused. I think he's A-I-Rod. But I know, but that answer was like, it was A-Rod. All right, A-I-Rod. How is your current relationship with the New York Yankees? Regular tiki, excellent question. Two double cheeseburgers, one small fry with no salt, and chicken nuggies, extra light bulbs, and also one slice of cheesecake. Don't go easy on the mayo. Love that mayo cheesecake. Input prompt. I ha 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 ha. All right, guys, you've wasted enough of his time today. He's a very busy man. AI Rod just accepted a position as the new analytics manager of every single MLB team. AI Rod. Zero zero one zero 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 zero. A calculator zero zero on sound zero. Zero and silver zero zero a sound. Okay, AI Rod, it's been a long day. These punks aren't worth any more of your time. We have to go train. We've been preparing for our debut on WWE Raw. Bad Tiki and AI Rod will soon be tag team champions of the world. Bad Tiki and I Rod have two words for you. Suck it. Enjoy a Rod day, you nerds. Bad Tiki out. What just what? happened? I don't know. Why are they eating mayo cheese? Why are they now on WWE Raw? How are they, what are they doing on Raw? I'm just not, that, that was that A Rod? <laughs> I don't know. Like what the hell was that? I don't know. He kept short circuiting too. Oh, right. It's bad programming. Bad oh coding. My, that was crazy. He didn't well, figure out Java yet. I mean, he had that great answer about the relationship <laughs> between him and Jeter. That was insane. that was great. That's why I said it. it sounded like that was actually A Rod. I, I mean, it may have been. I don't even know. But the wheels fell off after that. Yeah. yeah. Bad Tiki is a sentient IA generated being. It is not affiliated with or representative of the real Tiki Barber. The views and opinions expressed by Bad Tiki. Do not reflect those of Tiki Barber, WFN, Odyssey, or its advertisers. Tiki Barber is a real person with his own thoughts, beliefs, and opinions, which are entirely separate from those expressed by Bad Tiki. Listeners and viewers are strongly advised to exercise critical thinking and discernment when engaging with the Bad Tiki segment. So, Marcus Stroman got the Yankee camp today. And <laughs> what a pivot. I mean, what do you want me to do? Marcus Stroman came to Yankee camp today, and... I I don't dislike Marcus Stroman. I respect Marcus Stroman. I think he's a damn good pitcher. I thought it was a good signing by the Yankees. It was a, a quality risk, especially when you look at the contract they gave him. Marcus Stroman, to some Yankee fans, is a guy that they don't like for whatever reason. Maybe it's the beef from social media over the last few years, whatever the reason it is. But that beef was just with Cashman and how Cashman characterized him. He would also argue with Yankee fans. Yeah, but that was it was all based on this beef that Cash had about uh, And he took shots at the Yankees, which, by the way, most Yankee fans agreed with. I agree with you, by right. the way. 
I don't have an issue with him. And today he came in and met the media. And I want to play this for you because I was pumped up. Like, I heard what Marcus Stroman said, and I was like, man, if I'm a Yankee fan, I would be so excited about what he said. Sean, who is a Yankee fan, was pissed off by what he said, which I think is, like, crazy. So here's Marcus Stroman. Obviously, as a Yankee fan, decide for yourself, are you pissed off, are you pumped up? And then Sean will, I guess, explain to us why the heck he was annoyed by this. This is a situation I didn't think I'd be in at all. You know what I mean? But it's a situation that has excited me more than anybody knows. You know, when Cashman calls and says he wants you to play for the Yankees, that's like, it gives you chills. When Aaron Judge calls you and tells you he wants you to play for the Yankees, it gives you chills. You know, when everyone reaches out and tells you that they want you to be a part of this organization, you know what I mean? That puts you, that puts me, I'm getting chills right now. Like, I can't wait to go out there. Um, yeah, I really can't wait. It's hard for me to put into words, but... It, like, I know I'm probably going to be slated third in the rotation, and that would line me up for the home opener against the Toronto Blue Jays. So hmm. I, I just love moments like that, and I feel like I'm the one to be in big moments like that, and I can't wait to, to feel the energy of the crowd. So here's what I heard. I heard a guy that says, hey, I didn't really expect this, but this is so amazing. I'm mm-hmm. here. Aaron Judge wanted me. Everybody wanted me. He even knows when he's going to start, which I thought was really fascinating. So, well, I think even more so, he's not saying, they signed me this offseason, I'm the man. Put me right behind the Cy Young winner. He's saying, "Yeah, Carlos Rodon is probably two. He said he's I'm the three. third starter. Yeah, I mean that's 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 it's that's awareness. So what's the issue? Because right. well, I heard why are you so upset here, Sean? I heard nothing from that that would annoy me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to take a deep breath because he's in pinstripes and I want to root for him. Can we just be in a no chill zone? It's February fifteenth. You're entering camp, and by the way, if if you were told you're the third starter, that's fine." He should know if he was a lifelong Yankee fan, and he showed up with a cool retro World Series cap today, how big an honor and a deal it is. And I think he does respect that, starting the home opener is at Yankee Stadium. All I am saying is, you got a month and a half for us to figure this out. Can you maybe say, hey, right now I'm being told I'm third in line. But he's excited. This is my point. I'm cool with him being excited, but you don't have to be excited on microphone. Don't rub everybody the wrong way. Let's show uh, that you're better than Nestor Cortez. How, the the wrong, how is he rubbing you the wrong way? Because we've had a couple guys that are fan favorites here. Like, to me, if Nestor Cortez and him are neck and neck, I'd rather see him start the home opener. It's a, it's a big honor. Yeah. What do you mean, what? The guy was an all-star. Let's not pretend. Well, hold on, hold on. You're upset. Because I'm really trying to figure this yeah, out, and I want to be open-minded. You're upset that Marcus Stroman said he's starting the home opener? That's yes. what bothered you from all of that. It, it is because I don't think you should be saying any of that on a microphone, Do even you if you're excited. Want him to start the home opener. Well, no, if he earns it in camp and and earns he's it in camp, that's how he's got to earn it in camp. He's got to like what pitch well, great in spring here. training games that don't count. Well, calm down. What is Marcus, that? Mean? Marcus Stroman, by the way, is not being paid like Rodon and Cole, which is a big part of it. By the way, he might be better than Carlos Rodon, so I'll say that he's bending the knee a little bit. I'm not sure that he's better than Nestor Cortez. Nestor right Cortez. Now. And Nestor Cortez is a guy we love as Yankee fans. If he has the opportunity on a big comeback to start the home opener and he's really, you know, in line to be the starter, I'm okay. fine. All right. So do you want to love Marcus Stroman? I do. But you know what? The, Tiki, I'm going to give you the equivalent here. Okay. We all know these people. He is the, um, the female in your life that it's not directly in your life that's on Facebook that gets pregnant. And what's the first thing? They can't wait. To tell you when their gender reveal party is, and it's like, yo, what? just chill. No, we don't, come on. we don't need the invite no. yet to a gender reveal. Hold just on. take a deep Marcus breath. Strowman here. wanted to be a Yankee. Sure, he grew up a Yankee fan, maybe, but he grew up a Yankee fan, and he wants to be a Yankee, and he wanted to be a Yankee. Is why he was so upset when he was with the Mets, or he got traded to the Mets instead of the Yankees, and Cash made him 
I don't know, he emasculated him by saying he wasn't really a starter. Difference he, maker, right, I think, was the way for it. Yeah. He, yeah. he got pissed off about it, last out on social media, as that generation is wont to do, and it's come back around because him and Cass seem tight. He's calling by, like, his nickname. Yeah, Cass reaches out, wants me to play here. I'm excited. He's excited. He Let should him be. be excited. But here's Why the... not, like, take that energy and go with him? Don't put him in chill mode. So there's a run fo- with him. There's a follow-up to this in a second. But I'm just saying, if we go through there, and it's obvious that Nestor Cortez has been the better pitcher in spring training. Oh, stop. You don't think he should? What do you mean, oh, stop? You don't think he's earned more as a no. Yankee to start? Nestor Cortez. You're nuts okay, if you don't well, think that. Let's take a deep breath about this, okay? Garrett Cole's the opening day starter. Right. We all know that. Mm-hmm. He's the ace of the team. More on him in a right. few minutes because he took shots at his teammates that I really, really respect. Right. But we'll get to that. So we know Garrett Cole's starting opening day. Marcus Stroman walks through that door, knows that, knows Gary Cole's the ace, looks around, and very easily could have been egotistical and said, Carlos Rodon sucks. Right. He didn't play last year, He barely pitched. When he did, he wasn't any good. I'm the number two. He probably was told by Aaron Boone, I assume this, hey, Marcus, great to have you. Want to prepare you for the start of the year. Just know you're our third guy. That doesn't mean we rank you third. It means Mm -hmm. you're going to start the third game of the season. I need to pause you there. Boone, by the way, I'm assuming if he's a good manager, which we like, Boone probably said, hey, if all goes according to plan, correct, should be the third starter. But according to plan could be, you know, Strowman just doesn't look great. That doesn't spring. matter, dude. Sure it does. No, I'll tell you what matters. Because now he's no. put himself in a spot where no. if he's not the home opener starter. Oh, stop. You don't think he's going to complain? No, I think that a lot of teams, and I think the Yankees are doing it, I'm making an assumption here, say Garrett Cole's our starter, our number opening day starter, Redon will go do two as a lefty. Stroman will go game three as a righty. Mm-hmm. Back to the lefty with Cortez in game four. Clark in game five. They like to split up the lefties. I, I think that. it's overrated, but whatever. That's probably what they're doing. It's a baseball thing. Boone, being the communicable manager he is, is telling everybody, hey, right. listen, here's how we're going to do this. Assuming health. You get day one. You get day two. They don't you get tell day us three. That. Why? He's excited. To, to his point, he's excited. I'm. F- By the way, you don't think the 24 other guys on the team aren't excited about everything? So going you're on? upset he spoiled he's weird because the rotation. He he's giddy. This is my point about, and I was making the long with the gender reveal. He's an oversharer. A lot. Oh, my God. And by the way, you don't think so? Let's pivot to what Marcus Stroman did after that today. What did he do after that? Marcus Stroman took to Instagram. And why he had to say this on Instagram, I don't know. This is the exact quote. It's in print. Locked in for season. Ring chasing with the squad. No time for nonsense. To all my family, friends, and acquaintances, I'm sorry if I don't reply to messages or respond to missed calls. I'm busy. Love you, though. Talk to you all around Thanksgiving. Time to get to work. Dude, a that's By awesome. So what's You're right. That? By the way, let me stop you right there. You're confusing me as a Yankee fan right uh, now. Full disclosure, <laughs> that is awesome. Within 24 hours, Marcus Stroman is going to be back on Instagram. That's the issue. He's just full of crap. You don't know He's that. Full, he can't he help could be himself. Like a lot of athletes in this generation that just need to communicate. He's, he's just the, need to say, "Look at me. This is what I have going on. Get excited with me." How many likes does that have? Uh, it was, it in was a story. story. Oh. He is the person on Facebook that changes their relationship status every other day, and they're full of drama. Like, I just want him to chill, man. Okay. Already on day one of camp, he just can't help okay, himself. I'm going to be the home open starter. Calm down. The, the one thing I complain about with Major League Baseball players often, and yeah. I did it a couple days ago, yeah. they are not visible. They do not have personalities that we see or know about. I think Marcus Stroman is going to tell us exactly who he is. And if he performs like we expect him to, like he's kind of short-term paid to do, then we're going to love Marcus Stroman because he is accessible. 
because he he tells you what he's feeling. Mm. I think that's important. Don't you think that? I think it's a great, great attribute. I also think that yes he's... No. I mean, it's risky if he if he's bad. Sure, look, right? it's over. But, but that's the problem. But you this... can't make that assumption. You but... can't... In your mind, I'm talking about from an athlete standpoint. You can't say, "Oh, I better be, I better be cautious. I better chill," as Sean is is is, is suggesting. I better chill because if I'm bad, this is really going to come back to bite me. You don't think that well, way. Here's the thing, though. He's the one guy, though, Tiki, because his track record in history tells us that this isn't the first time he's been active like this. This is who he is, and this is part of the negative. But when things have gone bad, he's the first one not to say, "Hey, I'm ignoring everything," and fight with you and explain, you know, this, that, and the other. But he hasn't done it yet. But he started his whole career, and now we're already seeing the breadcrumbs on day one, and he's going to continue to do it here. One thing I think we need. How can't you see that? We got to live life. where We're not angry about things that haven't happened yet. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, my God. What am I angry about that hasn't happened yet? Oh, my God. I could see in your eyes you think I'm a hypocrite. We did the first hour and a half on why the Mets have not signed Pete Alonso yet. Okay? And you, and I gave you credit. Because you were seeing the forest through the trees. You were saying, hey, I don't want to risk this down the line. You were forecasting something because, as you pointed to with the Jacob deGrom thing, you saw it play out. Yeah. I have seen the Marcus Stroman story play out. This is nothing new. In the end, he ends up fighting with everybody, getting a snip. He can't help himself. I just want him to chill Come on, it's on social... That's, it is. That's you can't deny this is who he's Me been. projecting free agency is far different than you assuming the worst with Marcus Stroman. What he did today, and I am not a Yankee fan, but I am honest. I'm an IBO when I need to be. What he did today was bad a thousand talking to Yankee fans. Oh, mm-hmm. He I, gave you the goosebumps. He gave you the excitement. He gave you the hat. No. He wore a World Flash. Series hat from 96. What? Newsflash. Most Yankee fans from the early returns, not feeling that from Stroman today. Okay. They want him to chill. I'll tell you the other thing I liked, and this is uh, something that makes me proud. I was made fun of many, many times over Tiki. Why? For right. charting out the Grom starts. I'd put it out on a little calendar. I'm a loser. And I'd know, okay, Jake's scheduled to make this start, that start, this start, that start. He'll have this amount of starts. Yeah. He used to chart it out. and always be, alert. <laughs> It would always be the kiss of death because he'd always get hurt. Yes. <laughs> Marcus Stroman is me. Marcus Stroman's me, except he's actually doing it as opposed to watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he went to Duke. He went to community college. But, yeah, he's like, that he, doesn't help my case. I don't want Evan Roberts <laughs> pitching third for the Yankees. Right. But, he's, but he's excited. Yes. Like, he's je- I, what I got from him is excited. I'm excited to be a Yankee, and I'm really excited about the honor of pitching the home opener, which it's a real honor. Yankee Stadium. You're right. Here's the thing, though. We sit here on February 15th. He saw the Instagram message, and now we've seen this. I want Marcus Stroman from this point forward to have a lights-out spring, come out, start the home opener, all that works out, and we don't hear from him again on Instagram because he is that focused. My point is I'm already seeing this, and I've seen his career before. I don't trust that that's going to happen. I'm already seeing that he's not chilling. We need a chill Marcus Stroman here. We need a good Marcus Stroman. Yeah. By the way, there's seven games before opening day. Who knows if something happens? Something probably will happen. Right. The only thing that would likely make this the rotation is the Yankees open in domes, so there's no rainout possibility. Mm, so you don't yes. have that potential yes. to F it up. They're opening in Houston and then Arizona. But in terms of the math, I it is checked out. If Marcus Stroman is the third starter, right. he will pitch the home opener <laughs> at Yankee Stadium. And you know what else is interesting? I looked this up. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Yankees have had so many season openers at Yankee Stadium over the last few years that the last time they opened on the road, so the home opener would then be in front. I'm taking 2020 out, obviously, right. because... Would be a week later. 
Yeah, so they haven't had a non-Garrett Cole. I can tell you starter. Home opener starter since 2019, and that person was Jordan Montgomery. Oh, that was Montgomery. I thought that was the Pineda one where it was like 70 degrees out of nowhere. No, I, well, I, quick research, 2019. Okay. So excluding 2020 because there were no fans there, mm-hmm. the Yankees have had openers at Yankee Stadium. So it's always been straight up opening day. This year's a little awkward because they're starting in Houston. And so you get your first six, seven games on the road. It's seven games on the road. Yep. And then they play at Yankee Stadium. So it's the first time we've seen this in a while. But good for Marcus. He should be excited. That's a great opportunity to pitch the opener. And and, And it's against his former team. Which, yes, he pointed that out. I think that matters. I don't know if if Aaron Boone has said to him, you're the third starter. I think it's what Evan's talking about. He's just doing the geek math in his head. (laughs) I'm serious. He's like, oh, I'm the third guy. Because he said it. Like, I'm, I'm going to assume that I'm the third guy. He was deferring to Carlos Rodon. Mm. I'm, I'm, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, Sean wants him to defer to Nesta Cortez, too, <laughs> right, while he's at right. it. By the way, you got it wrong. Tanaka started that game. Which one? 2019? Yeah. Oh, I guess I got it wrong. Let's see if my research is wrong. Well, not guess, because he said you were wrong. So. Oh, yeah. Seems like what I'm looking at that I'm right. March 28th actual. versus the Baltimore Orioles. They started the season at home. In what year? 2019. Oh, my apologies. I jumped to 2018. Okay, you're right. I, I take my L. Let's go to Michael in Staten Island. What's up, Michael? Hey, how are you? A big Yankee fan, but uh, you know I'm getting no goosebumps from Strowman. I agree with him. Why? Uh, it, it seems phony. It seems like why does it uh, seem know, phony? What's what's fake about it? It seems like it seems like when things are going to go bad because they are going to go bad. It's going to be the complete opposite, and you're not going to want him on your team. And that's why he's like a typical Met. <laughs> he takes me. I love you, Michael. You take a shot at my team. We're not right. even talking about them. Was he a Yankee fan or was he a Met fan? No, he's a Yankee fan. Or because did he, or did he, he say he was a Yankee fan? No, no, he's a Yankee fan who took a shot at the Met saying yeah. this is why it's going to go bad because he's a typical Met. The problem with Michael, the problem with Sean is you guys are projecting the bad things that you don't even know will happen. Yeah. That's a problem. But we are projecting with. What do you call it? Empirical evidence of his career? I think that was well executed, right, Tiki? Um, somewhat. <laughs> yeah, it is educated off of the evidence no. we've seen from his career. Empirical is statistics. <laughs> it's numbers. So it's, it's like data. data. It's right. data. Well, All right. It's not. So it's not technically data, but the data, if you think about it, from what he does on social media in his career, would tell you that we're already down a bad road. More of your calls coming up next, 877-337-6666. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.